Hi, welcome to the second edition of Let's Table That. I'm Andy Jacobson, and I'm here with my co-host and son, Ethan Jacobson. Hi, Dad. How are you today? It's good to be here. I'm, I'm doing well, and I'm excited for our second episode, and the title of today's episode is Bernie's Weekend. Lately, politically, if it hasn't been about Trump, it's been all about Bernie Sanders. He had a solid debate performance earlier in the week, of course, the way weeks go seems like forever ago. And he did very well last night in Nevada. And I've lately sensed this kind of almost inevitability about him being the nominee, which I'm not sure I necessarily buy. So with that as background, uh, here are topics that Ethan and I are going to address today in relation to Bernie's weekend. Is this the moment where Bernie actually breaks away? Will Democrats have buyer's remorse if he becomes the nominee? Will he do – how will he fare against Trump? And lastly, can anyone stop him? So what do you think, Ethan? Should we just start with the first one? Yeah. So I'll, I'll frame these to you and then you and I can kind of go back and, and forth on them. So the first, the first subtopic, I guess, is is this the moment where Bernie breaks away? Um, no. Because when Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire – when Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire, Democrats were kind of like, oh, we'll just stop him in Nevada and it'll be fine. But then there's a real sense of panic in the Democratic Party now that Bernie Sanders is a nominee. And I think that they're actually going to start trying to find someone that can beat him. Um, I don't know if that'll help. Um, I even was watching CNN yesterday and apparently there are some people in the Democratic Party who would rather have four more years of Trump than have Bernie Sanders be president. Because if Bernie Sanders becomes president, they're scared that Republicans are going to completely sweep them in Senate races and House races. And if they, and if Trump's president, they'll have better, they'll have a better chance of winning those races. So what do you think? Well, wow. In, in, in terms of, of that attitude of rather having four more years of Trump than a president Sanders. I, I'm not in alignment at, at all. That, that being said, I, I certainly wouldn't count myself as a Bernie Sanders fan. I think he is breaking away and not to kick the ball down the road, Ethan, but I'd say let's wait and see what happens after super Tuesday. I think when I'm, more interested in, and I, I, I don't think it would be fair to call them down ballot candidates, but I'm looking at like a lot of Democrats, Biden, mm-hmm. if I, I don't know, I've, I've never really bought his whole, <laughs> I'm going to win South Carolina. So that's why I should be the nominee. So I'm going to be interested to see how he fares. Um, I feel like he's kind of been in a, in a free fall. I've made the analogy to some political friends that hopefully will have his upcoming guests that he's the Democrats, Jeb Bush, meaning a, a well-funded solid establishment candidate that turned out to be a nothing burger. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. And then, and then down ballot, again, can't really call it down ballot, but what's going to happen with mayor Pete and our home state Senator Amy Klobuchar after super Tuesday. And then the biggest X factor I'd say is, is Bloomberg. I think, um, maybe a lonely voice on this. I didn't think he did great in the debate. I, I thought he did okay. And I'm not sure his lackluster debate performance is really going to matter 
in in the long run. So he's a he's a major X factor. Yeah, um, I think that um, Sander, or I think that Klobuchar and Buttigieg are kind of in the same boat. Um, they don't really have any support other than um, educated than college educated white people. Hmm. Um, they both don't really have a national campaign going. And I think they'll be out of the race in the coming weeks. I think Warren will be out of the race in a couple of weeks. So I think that the race is now between Sanders and I'm Sanders, Biden, and Bloomberg, but mostly Sanders and Bloomberg. Okay, let's good stuff. So let's let's move on. So if it turns out that Bernie Sanders is a nominee, do you think Democrats will have buyers remorse, as I say? Um, 100% yes. Um, I think if he's in, at the convention, um, if he's giving his victory speech, Democrats are going to be like, oh bleep, what have we done? We're going to have four more years of Trump because... Well, let me let me pause right there and say that this being a podcast, uh, as uh, as your, your podcast co-host, you, you technically could swear, mm-hmm. but as your dad, I appreciate you being a gentleman and not swearing. So mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt there. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think that they're not going, like, they're not going to be very happy because they're going to realize that it's going to be really hard for Sanders to beat Trump. I, I, I agree. I'm sorry. Do you want to continue on that thought? I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, no, no. I'll be interested to see if they do have buyer's remorse because I, I absolutely think some people have buyer's remorse, but I, but if you want to continue using kind of consumer marketing psychology, and I should phrase that, you know, my, my half-assed consumer marketing psychology is what people sometimes do when they make a purchase and they're about to pay, make a purchase is they they convince themselves mm-hmm. that that's what it wanted, that what they wanted all the time. You go to get a, a shirt in another, in, uh, and they don't have the shirt in your size and you just, you want to get a shirt because you want to stop thinking about the fact that you need it. Yeah. So you say, you know, something, this fits Kind good, of. good enough, uh-huh. and then you walk out of the store so you can stop thinking about it, mm-hmm. and then a week later you say, "God, why did I buy the shirt?" Yeah, maybe that ultimately is buyer's remorse. But what I wonder what people are going to do with Sanders again. This is all under the assumption if he's the nominee, is, is start justifying why it's a good idea mm-hmm. for him to be a nominee. Something that I've already started telling myself about him as a, as a Democrat is that he has always been consistent in that his supporters are behind him in a, in a way that's similar to Trump. Yeah. But even as I say that out loud, Ethan, I just, I'm, I can't even convince myself of it because people, Trump supporters will, it's, it's like seeing your, your favorite band at a stadium. They'll wait hours and hours to go to a, a stadium to a Trump rally. And I just, just don't know if, if Sanders has that kind of support, even among his more most ardent supporters. I don't think I don't think he really does either. And I think that um, back to him being able to form a coalition. Um, Trump, the reason why Trump won in twenty sixteen isn't because he was this one of a kind candidate. It's because Hillary Clinton didn't have any energy, and she didn't campaign in her blue wall states. She thought those were shoe-ins. But what Trump's doing is he's campaigning in um, in 
like more purple states like our home state of Minnesota. He's trying to get Colorado, New Mexico. Um, he's trying to win Virginia, Florida, North Carolina. And I think that he has a lot. I don't like Trump. I think he has a lot going for him right now. The economy is doing pretty well. Um, and I think that's a lot that could really help him a lot. And Hillary Clinton didn't really have anything to run on. And I agree with what you said that his supporters are better, or not better, but more loyal to him. It, you, it, it, interesting, interesting perspective. I'm with you about the economy. The only thing that we might have to agree to disagree on, and it's, man, people are going to be picking apart her loss for for generations. I don't know if you said you said something about Hillary Clinton's energy that she didn't have energy. I'd respectfully disagree with that. I, I think she had the 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 energy, and to use I hate saying this word, but to use a, a favorite Trump word, she had the, certainly had the stamina. I just, in in hindsight, to your point about Michigan and you know some of those blue wall states, she maybe misguided, mm-hmm. maybe her 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 energy and her stamina was 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 misplaced. So let's let's lead to the uh, the last two topics. In addition to anything else we want to cover, is Assuming Sanders is a nominee, how how do you believe he'll fare against Trump? Um, I don't think anything's really going to go right for him <laughs> if he goes against Trump. I think the debates are going to be a mess. I think in the debates, Trump is figuratively going to pick up the podium and whack <laughs> Bernie Sanders over the head with it. Um, because Bernie Sanders is, isn't good at debating. Because you've seen these people... How throughout the Democratic debates, you only hear about people having bad performances. You never really hear about people having good performances. And Bernie Sanders hasn't ever had a good performance. They're all mediocre performances that are overshadowed by an even worse worse performance. That's happened all debate, all the debates. Bernie's when Bernie Sanders or when Bloomberg addressed that Sanders is a socialist and has three homes and is a millionaire. That didn't really answer the question. Yes, two homes for his home, and when he's in D.C. and his and his summer camp. Notice how I use quotes there in Vermont. <laughs> is isn't is less of a summer camp and more of a six hundred thousand dollars vacation home. Okay. So I don't think that that was a solid answer. <laughs> I think that people in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, places where there's a lot of people that are union workers, they're not going to be happy that Sanders is running on a notion of taking their health care away, that they work so hard to negotiate. And also, most importantly, a wide majority of Americans don't want an octogenarian socialist to be their president. Most Americans reject socialism and would rather have capitalism. So I think that having a president running on socialism is not going to help his cause. I think it might turn some people away from him and into Trump's arms. Sure. Wow. Great stuff. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of fun stuff to yeah. unpack in that, that answer. I, I'd say for starters, kudos for, for using octogenarian. I, I don't believe and I like to consider myself a pretty well-read person with a decent vocabulary. I think you've even joked around called me Webster in, in, in the past. I don't know if you really meant it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't think I knew what a doctrinarian was when I was when I was fourteen. Yeah. Fifteen. See, I, yeah, I'm not good at math either. So thank you, thank you for for calling that out. Fifteen. I, I agree with 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 most of what you said uh, about some some qualifiers. You, you talked about the was it the auto workers in Michigan? Just, not or, auto workers, the, but just union. So union, right? Workers. You talked about the union workers in negotiating their health care. Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole you know their their packages is perhaps a, a whole separate topic for for a future episode because that's that's led to a lot of problems uh, in and yeah. of itself. But some union workers are happy with their health care. Completely, completely mm-hmm. agree. Yes. The, the, one, the one thing that you, that you said that I do respectfully disagree with you on is Sanders' debate performance. I, I actually think, I don't know if I'd say Sanders, he's done well. In in the in the sense that he has been consistent, I, I, we've talked about this before. Sanders is always a crabby old man, and unlike a lot of the the people running, I don't think he's had any any dips. I think he's performed exactly. <laughs> he's been consistent in in every single debate. And I think you could say this about Trump too. It, it, they're not Obama. People don't go to a Sanders rally for soaring oratory or or analogies or you know is waiting for him to quote Maya uh, Angelou you know any any kind of poet or any kind of literary reference. He's he's kind of a, a run of a mill blah speaker. And I don't know. See, here I go. I'm I'm doing what I said other Democrats are going to do. I'm, I can tell already. I'm starting to try to convince yeah. my to talk myself into the fact that it would be okay if he was he was nominee. But I do believe in in a debate with Trump. I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do okay in a debate with Trump. I re- I really I do. So. I really do because of you. You already know it's going to be. You know, if you're Trump, you know, crazy Bernie and socialist, and you have three homes and. You, you went honeymooning in the USSR. You know, USSR, of course, he'll, Trump will make sure to say USSR. I can't say it, of course, the way he'd say it. I just, I don't think, I don't think Sanders is going to care. I don't think, one thing that's good about Sanders, because he's so consistently crabby, I don't think he lets things get under his skin. I think he's always annoyed and always crabby. Bernie Sanders might not care if he, if Trump goes after him, but the American people might care if Trump goes after him. They might see a weakness in Bernie Sanders. They might realize what they're actually getting themselves into by electing him. I also want to go back to what I said in Pennsylvania. But not only are there a lot of union workers in Pennsylvania. Was it Pennsylvania and Michigan or both? Both. Okay. But fracking is a huge industry in that area. And in, in, in industry, like Trump would say? <laughs> yeah, it's a huge industry. And Bernie Sanders has run on getting rid of the fragging industry, which would put thousands of people in Pennsylvania out of a job. Sure. Now, also, in Pittsburgh, I know that the health insurance industry is really big there. Him running against private insurance would put thousands of people in Pittsburgh and millions of people around the U.S. out of a job. So I think that also might be bad for him as well. well you bring up uh, you bring up a, a lot of good points and you're huge uh, overseeing the obvious but you're certainly not alone 
in your view. So I guess to, to, to close out, this all leads up to the last question. Can anyone stop at this point? Mm. Yes. I think if the moderate Democrats aren't stopping, aren't selfish and pull their resources together and just say, look, one of us needs to stop Bernie Sanders. One of us needs to there's four there's about four moderates now, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Biden, and Bloomberg. Three people are going to need to put their egos aside. And <laughs> I'm laughing because yeah, the thought of politicians really, putting their egos aside is pretty funny. But in a perfect world, three people would say, do you know what? I'd rather not be president than have Trump be president for four more years. So... I think that that's what needs to happen because if Bernie Sanders keeps on getting 30%, 30%, 30% after each primary and no and like no moderate Democrats drop out, then he's just going to coast to the nomination. So I think someone can stop him, but the question is if someone will stop him. That's, I, I agree with you. The, the only thing I, I'd add to it, it's, it's a name that looms large but certainly is, I, except for during the debates, has not come up much during this primary season, and that's Barack Obama. I, I do think that you talked about a person who could stop Sanders. I do believe that mm-hmm. Obama could stop Sanders. And I, I, I could be wrong. I think we talked about this before. I think it might have been a Politico article from a month or so back talking about Obama had said to people before that he would somehow get involved if it, if it seemed mm-hmm. like Sanders was going to become the, the nominee. And I get that he has a lot of political capital at stake, but I think if, if he was going to step in and he'd have to do it really soon, mm-hmm. but step in and, and throw his weight behind uh, Biden in, in, a, in a very classy Obama-esque way, make the case why Sanders should be the, the nominee, I, mm-hmm. I think that could halt his his momentum yeah and then of course what's what's so much fun about politics is we're you know by the clock now recording this mid-afternoon sunday in a week from now when we record after south carolina after south carolina or we record or before when we record the the third episode who knows what the what Mm -hmm. the political landscape will look like i think what so let's what are your predictions for south carolina Biden wins by a nail biter, and the the story is that that he's toast. That Sanders almost takes him out. The, the story the next day, the next day, listen, man, make it sound like we live back in the eighties when people read newspapers. The the story even that evening is that um, uh, Biden's toast. Yeah, I think that I'm not I'm not really so sure about that. I think. Um, Biden is, or Bloomberg is going to do well at the debate and kind of bolster their sports because Bloomberg is not even on the ballot in South Carolina. That's right. So that's right. He re- doesn't really have that much to lose. So he so he just needs to go after it. All right. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. All right. Well, good stuff. Great and, episode. Uh, we'll do this again next mm-hmm. week. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. <laughs>